This is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And what I'd like to talk to you about today is, why would you sell an investment property? Before I get into this topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So the whole intention about an investment property is to hold it for the long term. And I think I said these previously, many people have said it. So why would you want to sell your investment property? Well, I'm in the process of selling my investment property down in Victoria. It's about an hour away from Melbourne. And it has made some growth in the last, you know, three, three and a half to four years now. So I bought that property at 183000 I'm selling it for 293000 And there was a, a process that I went through in thinking about the sale of this property. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it. What are the pros and cons? What do you need to look for? Why would you want to sell it in, in the whole scheme of things? Is it a worthwhile sale? So we need to remember that everyone's circumstances are a little bit different. You might decide that you're, you know, you're a high income earner and you've got capital growth coming through and it might be not wise to sell. But if you're in small business, or you've just retired from your job and the income for that year is a little bit lower or very low or non-existent, then it would be a good time to offload a property. So I'm going to explore that a little bit and give you some ideas around the reasons why I did that and what you need to think about if you're looking to do the same. Because I don't think in learning about property investing, I don't think it is the case of holding it forever. I think there is different times you can be a little bit more creative than just holding forever and you can multiply the gains that you've got even if you are paying tax. So I think the important part is to do the numbers on it and if you feel that you're going to get better growth in another market with that money, it might be best to move that on. So a couple of key points that I want to explain with everyone today. Firstly, Property um, is at the peak of the market, you know, in terms of this property, is it right now? You've got to assess that with your particular property. And for me in this property in Melbourne, I would have liked to sell it last year in probably July, August, September. Now, I had a little bit of an issue with with a tenant that didn't want to move out with, uh, during that time. And I had to put a position to take her to tribunal to move out. Now, I was happy to keep it there as a tenant but she didn't allow for the open inspection. So it made it very difficult. So in saying all this, I would have probably got an even better price on my property back then than what I have just now achieved. So you've go, you go through that process, think about what's actually happening and see what needs to actually happen with the sale. So has the property come to the peak of the market where it is? That's something that you need to have a think about. Now in Sydney, um, it was kind of peaked around between sort of February and July of 2017 um, and different markets would have done different things and individual sales would have been better or worse in different areas. So you really need to get a gauge of that. If there is frenzied activity in, around during that time, it's probably a time to sell. Uh, and you've got to think about how long it's going to last. Are things starting to temper off? Instead of having 10, 15 bidders at an auction, you've got more like eight. So out of them, you're probably going to have three or four. 
So you've really got to think about where it is in the marketplace at that time. How difficult is that property as a sell? Because I had my property in Sydney, which had 50 stairs to the top. And, you know, it's very hard to sell that property to a family, a young family, or to elderly people because they're not going to like the stairs. So it was very nice inside or renovated and so forth. But the stairs, you know, pulled people back. We had three or four strong bidders at the end, which worked well in 2017. But moving forward to 2019 and then 2020, 2021, we're not going to achieve those prices that we, we did with that property. So that's a direct example why it was a really good time to sell our principal place of residence. Obviously, it was capital gains tax free. And I'll talk about that more in terms of the, the investment property side of things. But you've got to think about where the peak of the market is with that investment property that you're thinking about selling. So I guess in, in future, is it the peak and are you going to see declines in that property market for where? And it's a thought process for this property in Melbourne that I don't see any forward movement in that in the next three to five years. So I want to move my money elsewhere and think about what it is I want to do with that cash available. I've made a profit on it. Um, high income earners may decide differently on that. And you, again, you have to look at your own numbers. But in terms of this, um, I would have liked ideally to sell it July, September, uh, July to September last year would have been peak price. And I may have got another 10, 15,000, maybe $20,000 out of that particular sale. But you can't always pick the absolute top. You can't always pick the absolute bottom. And, and I made a, a, a very good profit on it in a short amount of time. Um, the property, again, is 183000 and sold it out to ninety three. So it's a nice profit in that one. The second point I'd like to make is, um, look to, um, you know, are you looking to move that money on elsewhere? Or are you just going to put it in the bank? So that's a decision you or you know, put in the bank to maybe... Uh, wait for an opportunity to come up or you're just putting it in the back to safeguard yourself. So you've got to think about where you're going to put that money. Is it going to go into another property? Is it going into a business idea? Um, is it going on to do something else in your life? So maybe you want it to um, take a holiday. Um, you've got to think about all these different things and obviously I advocate in terms of investing. So my focus on this money would be to you know either look at a property investment that I want to take or put some extra buffers into what's going on with my property portfolio and think about the risk that I'm taking on and money that I've moved into various areas of my investment portfolio. And then also think about my business and, and where um, things are going in, in that realm and provide even more investment towards the business that I could potentially do to move things forward in terms of what we're creating here at Search Party Property and how we can actually look to help more clients in future and that's a big one that I want to you know focus on with the money that I've created as well so more investment into the business in regards to what's happening here maybe put a little bit of buffers in terms of uh, having that money available uh, if things you know there was risk at play or there was a potential recession coming up or we wanted to do more with the business in other areas as well. And having that cash available is an important one for me. So you've got to think about what it is for you. Where is that money going to go uh, once you have the profits out of that investment property? The third thing I like to, uh, 
to, to think about for everyone is to watch out for the capital gains tax. So you are in a position once you make a profit on a property that if you've held it for more than 12 months and check the dates with your accountant and there's a little bit of fiddling around with that. So it's not exactly the 12, day, 12 months. Think about um, you know, when you're of exchange on properties and again, refer that back to your accountant to make sure that you're in with the, that threshold of reducing your capital gain by that 50%. For, uh, and you pay income on that 50%. So that those numbers need to be calculated. So you've got to think about what's actually happening with that property. Think about also, are you doing multiple sales within the one year as well? Is that going to then put your income for that year over a, a, a higher tax bracket? So are you going to take your tax bracket into um, a higher percentage level? Again, something that you needed to discuss with an accountant. Now, if you're an employee earning income that might be 150,000 and you make a profit of 100,000, then you go into a higher tax bracket as well. So these numbers need to be assessed with your accountant to really um, see if this makes sense and in what calendar year it makes sense. So for me, I sold a, a property in the previous financial year being 20. 18 and 19 and then this sale went through in 2019-20 financial year which means that then if if that's the only property that's the only that's the profit that I'm making on my income for that year and if I can spread it across two financial years on two properties the chances are that I'm going to pay a lower amount of tax so it's important to think about these things whether you want to hold that property an investment that has made some wealth or it's good to cash out because the market might decline like it has in Sydney and Melbourne somewhere in the, the realm of 15, 20%. It could go down further. So I guess I'm advocating for the whole idea of there's a lot of activity in, in those markets. Things are, the, the buyer sentiment has declined. Look, there, there could be growth in future. The, it, you know, the area that I have bought in, which is an hour away from Melbourne, is a grow, is growing market. I also feel like there's a bit of a supply going into that market as well. And I've got a few issues in terms of repairs and maintenance for that property in the next maybe one to two years where it needs a bit of work to be happen. And that might cost me another 10, 15, maybe even thirty or $40,000 to repair some of the things on that house because it does need some work. And that could just blow my profits out, um, out of the water. So that's where you have to really dive down deeply and see if it's better just take the money out now and then move it on to some uh, elsewhere to, to actually get those, uh, that, that money working even harder for you. So seeing that declining market happen, cash out now and think about what you can do in future with that that funds those funds so hopefully it gets you thinking a little bit differently because everyone thinks that you hold that property for 50 years 100 years and so forth but if you can be a little bit more creative chances are and you know what you're doing that you'll make even more of a profit with that money and use that money more effectively in future even if sometimes you have to pay tax on it so if you want to talk about this topic further or your circumstances when it comes to property, please give me a call on 0400-332-377. And thanks so much for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. 
It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.